Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. I am your host, Sergio. Along with me is your other host, Jeff. It's Jeff and Sergio. How's it going, Jeff? It's going rather well, Sergio. How's it going for you? It's going great. Like, it seems like forever since we recorded. It really does. Because it, ha- it has been. Like, we banked that episode and waited a week to release it. And this one we we're recording like three days late. Yeah. So, or two days late. So, it's been like three and a half weeks since we podcasted. Well, I mean, technically you didn't have to let the listeners know that. But It doesn't matter, isn't it? Yeah. It's all the same to them. Yeah, as long as you're listening, that's all all that matters. Yeah. It's not going to seem late to the listener. Assuming I can get it, you know, released in time. Off topic. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> we are a Ninja Turtles podcast uh, where each episode we talk about a different Ninja Turtles thingy. Uh, we have a very special episode today. Uh, we will get to what our main topic is uh, after we get through our, our first two required segments. Jeff, what is the first of those segments? It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. That's right. Uh, so, so uh, I, I guess it figures that during my three weeks out, uh, I got a lot of figures. Yeah. See, see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Starting off strong with the dad jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have these kids for nothing. Yeah. So I can tell the jokes. Um, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff in the mail, like a bunch. Um, and I also bought a bunch of stuff like in store. So it's, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not even going to talk about all of it this week. That's, that's how much I got. Let's just go with only figures. Okay. So, uh, the first and probably most important one that I got is the April O'Neill 1990 movie figure. Mm Mm-hmm. The one with the busted weird knees. Yeah, I don't know what's up with those freaking knees, man. Like, like even Judith Hogue was like, "What is up with the knees?" Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a NECA figure, and and usually though they have decent knees, right? Yeah, I was just like, did they run out of plastic for her knees, or I don't know, I don't know. Uh, like, otherwise, it's it's a it's a wonderful looking figure. Oh yeah, I mean it looks like she's wearing stockings, but she's not. But she, like she was in the movie, right? Yeah, but not like you know like a or you know, really tall high go go boots or whatever, you know. <laughs> no, she's not wearing flesh toned go go boots. <laughs> it looks like it now. Maybe we can color it that. No. I, I've I've seen online a lot of people uh, correcting their Aprils using like legs from other figures. Really? Yeah, yeah. Just like just chop, just pulling her legs off and replacing them with other others. I need to see this. Yeah, um, I've seen people add uh, a raincoat because that's what the you know limited edition version is coming with. They're like, ha ha! I don't need you to send me a raincoat, Neca. I made my own. Uh, wow. I've, I've, what else have I seen? Um. I've seen people cover up the weird janky knees with silly putty like. There's a never ending list of, you know, fancy Internet things that people will do. Never, never doubt an artistic person. That's right. That's right. 
Uh, but it's cool. It's 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 an ultimate figure, so it's got all kinds of accessories in it, uh, and it has a one of those the is it gatefold? Is that what it's called when when it when it's got like a door that you have to open to see the figure? Yeah. Uh, well, the outside of the gatefold is um is lenticular. Ooh. And it looks and like the picture on the front looks like it's on a uh like an old um TV screen. And if you look at it differently, it's static. And then you look at it again from a different angle, it's April's face. It's really cool. It's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, keeping it on the the like the NECA train, um, I had pre-ordered both Muckman, or I guess Muckman and Joe Eyeball, and Mondo Gecko. Mm-hmm. And they both came in in the same package. Ooh. Uh, and those are beautiful freaking figures. Yeah. Um, I, w- I was not prepared for like Muckman is huge. Really? He is huge. Oh, wow. Um, and Mondo Gecko comes with Who does he come with? Um, the uh, was it Karma? Kerma? Kerma. Yeah, he comes with yeah. Kerma. Which is a weird choice, I guess, but. You got to put them somewhere. Yeah. And and like Mondo's a smaller figure, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I got both of those. They're also both ultimate figures, both from NECA. And uh, like, I don't take mine out of the packaging just because I don't play with toys. You I collect them. I, I collect them. Um, and also, eventually I'm going to be dead and my children are going to have to offload these things. Yeah. And I'm going to make it as easy as I can for them to make money off of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not looking to make bank, but, you know, I don't want to ruin my kid's day. Uh, the reason I say that is because uh, a lot of people complain about the build quality of, of NECA figures that they just kind of like the joints aren't stiff sometimes or their arms will just fall off or like there'll be gross uh, errors and paint jobs. You don't really get much of that when you don't open the boxes. Yeah. Like, now, I can understand if you're going to take them out and put them on display in, like, a cabinet, uh, shelf, you know, display case, what have you, um, and you want to pose them different ways. Like, oh, dude, arm fell off. You know, just just don't look so close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, squint and uh, put it far across the room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Those are the ones that I got in the mail. No, I got one more set in the mail. It was – from Playmates, uh, Playmates of course is 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 doing a, another round of re repackaging. Ah uh, yes, really 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 old figures. And the one that I got, uh, the most recent one, was the Playmates Retro Villains Mutant Module. Ooh, uh, it is one of the two the boxed sets that they're doing this year. Uh, one of them is the Mutant Module, and one is the the sewer sewer layer. They both retail for about a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. uh, and they can kind of be found everywhere because it's just a bunch of re- repackaged figures. Uh, in the mutant module, which is what the box looks like, uh, you, you've got Krang, um, Baxter, Bebop, Rocksteady, a Foot Soldier, and Slash. Ooh, a uh, Bubble Walker Krang, right? 
Bubble Walker Krang. That is correct. Yeah. Um, Shredder is not included because he was included in last year's box set. And he's, uh, I believe he's also included in the sewer lair uh, set mm-hmm. because he is a primary character. Yes, he's in the sewer lair set. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I buy these. I think it's because the packaging is adorable. Maybe. Like that's that's got to be what it is because I, I have the I have the turtle van one from last year. I've got the what is it the 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 VW microbus thing from last year with the with with the the stylized Mirage ones, and now I have this this mod module thing that is the weirdest shaped box. And I'm just like, what are you what are you going to announce next? Hmm? Oh, I also have the the movie one. That was the the movie one that was in a uh, in what an old subway car mm-hmm. and had the movie figures in it. Like I have all these dumb things. Right. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Completionist. It's it's not that because I'm not buying the sewer layer one because I have all the figures that are in it, even though I don't have the box. It's, it's stupid. But see, you'll be without that box now. Don't remind me. Somebody out there, if you get it, sell them the box. <laughs> I like my, my original we'll thought. The box. My, my my original thought was, hey, I'll buy this this you know this turtle van because last year it was the turtle van. And what I'll do is I'll take all of these reprints out and I'll put the originals in there, and that'll be my storage case for my all, all my originals. Well, the boxes are a different size, so they don't fit. Oh, yeah. The cards are just a little bit different size, so you can't put your old stuff in the new box. They knew you were going to do that. Mm hmm. It's fine, though. It's fine. Just a bunch of plastic I don't need. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, more plastic that I don't need. Uh, this I actually bought at the local comic shop uh, Offbeat in uh, Midtown Jackson. Uh, I, I picked up the Playmates Free Comic Book Day Classic Collection four pack. Oh, uh, and it's it was like eighty bucks, hundred bucks, ninety bucks, somewhere around there. And it's all for the turtles. Uh, it is the classic collection molds that I've been talking about the past few months uh, and how ridiculous they are. Except these are black and white with red masks. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, they look better in person than they do on a computer screen. I'll I'll give them that. Okay. For s- somehow somehow the promotional images just make them look washed out and terrible. Yeah. Now they're still just another repaint of a figure that we've seen, you know, multiple times the past thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, if you go to our Instagram page, uh, Shellheads Podcast, uh, you can see I took a picture with the the three different versions uh like of the of the turtles and they're real ridiculous it's 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 real stupid that they get us to buy the same stuff or get me specifically to buy the same stuff so many times they know you're doing it oh yeah oh yeah they're watching you they're watching you and this this free comic book day thing was was like i think there were like 5000 of them made or something like it was a, it was a limited run right yeah and you can tell what collectors online don't know what they're doing 
Uh huh. Because they're buying this limited run four pack, and then they're freaking out. It's like, oh dude, I can't believe I got it. Who 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 buy it for me for two hundred bucks? Like they and not realizing that no one wants it. Yeah, that's great though. It's great that no one wants it. No, it's it's great that scalpers are stupid. Not all of them. Not all of them. But you can tell which ones are. Yeah. Now, there may come a day when that four-pack is worth more than retail price, but I I don't think there's 5,000 people in the country or in the world who would actually actively want to own those things. No. So, whatever. That's like you got more plastic in your house than the whole car of the uh, Kardashians. That's true. <laughs> How, look at you making a, a a reference from this this century. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so proud of you, I can, Jeff. Uh, I could say, hey, pop <laughs> culture encompasses all culture. <laughs> uh, let's see. My last two things. These I did not get in the mail. Uh, uh, I. I Popped into my local Walmart and found an unmasked Casey. Ooh. And Super Shredder number three. Number three. Or, or Wrestling Star Super Shredder. Yeah. Um, and they didn't have many. No, they didn't. No, they. I, I think they got three of each or one of each or I don't know. Like, I only saw one Casey. And I saw Ooh. three Super Shredders. Man. That's it. Unless they were in other boxes. I don't know. Uh, but I really like that Casey. I like it a lot. Good sculpt? It's a good sculpt. It, yes. Yes. It's, it's what we should have had to start with. Yeah. Uh, I guess they just kind of jumped the gun when they did that two-pack with uh, with Raphael. But now I have two Casey's. Woohoo! Yeah. Super Shredder, I don't know why I'm buying those either. Like, there's no reason for that third one to exist. Yeah, I guess. I th- I think I like I I like the the box that it comes in the most of the three. Yeah. I take that back. No, I I like the shadow the shadow variant box the best. It's Where got a better. You got me the shadow one, right? No. No, you have the original. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like the shadow variant because it's got like this weird metallic look to it. But I think I'm done buying super shredders. So you say that now, and then like next week, they're gonna yeah, do like a red variant. It's 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 really up to NECA. It's not really up to me, is it? No, but it's not. It's not. Ugh, I'm disgusted with myself. That's it. That's 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 what's in Sergio's box this week, and just a bunch of figures. I I got something, but it's I don't know if you, it's well. Technically, I can do Ninja Turtle stuff on it. But okay. it's not Ninja Turtles related per se. I'll I'll just go ahead and if you uh if you decide you know to leave it in that's fine. Um, so I got the um, there's a company called Analog, who makes these high quality, uh, Nintendo Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis systems basically, uh, mm-hmm. the 2.0 versions that will allow you to play your original cartridges on the systems in 1080p with a whole bunch of audio and video uh, options and stuff. And uh, I finally got my Super NT in the mail. Oh, uh, okay. All right. This week. 
I'd already had the Mega SG uh, version, and uh, so I'm looking forward to getting all the settings correctly, you know, set up and everything. And the first thing I'm going to play will be Turtles in Time. Uh, so uh, I'm greatly looking forward to that. Um, doing that next week. That sounds fun. Yeah. Cool, cool. I'm yeah. I'll leave that in. Okay. That was, that was uh tame enough. Uh, yeah. I, gl- I glanced over at the, the those uh Mirage, not Mirage, those Playmates figures. That four pack, there were only thirty six hundred of them made. Oh wow. Yeah, it's listed on the front as thirty six hundred <laughs> made, and you can easily buy them without a, without a problem. Yeah. There are not there are not three thousand six hundred people on the planet who hold those things as valuable. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what time is it? And now it's time for the news. We have a whole bunch of not news, Jeff. I wouldn't say that. There, There's not... Like maybe maybe if you combine everything in this list, you get the equivalent of one decent news topic. See, see, come on. I'm I'm being serious. Like none of this stuff is huge. I I'm gonna disagree. Okay, well then you go for it. What is your big news news reveal? Okay. Well, our uh, our our. Uh, Time for the news jingle is very apt today, as there was uh, breaking news that uh, at Game GameCon, GamesCon, Games Games Gamescom, Gamescom, Gamescom 2021, yeah, um, lots of reveals on new games and stuff coming up, and uh, our uh, the the good people at Dotem dot I still can't figure out how to pronounce their name. I'm going to get it right one day. Um, they revealed a brand new, uh, Turtles Shredder's Revenge trailer with a new playable character, and it's April O'Neil. Woohoo! I'm excited. I, I'm I'm not gonna say excited. Like, it's cool, you know, she's, has she ever been playable in an official game? I think... Beyond like the uh, was it Turtles Smash Up or uh, what was the what was the one for Wii? That was yeah, that was Turtle Smash Up. And then maybe no, I don't think she was playable on the. Uh, there was another two K three like a mutant melee. The mutant melee. I can't remember if she was playable in that or not. But yeah, beyond that, she has not been in an official licensed game um since smash up or you know playable um she looks she looks good like i love the design um her her fighting moves look very like street fighter like like when she's doing the twirl up kate which is really cool that's, that kind of reminds me of chun li um i i love all of her her animations uh, she's using all like the news, you know, the Channel Six, you know, 
um, camera, camera, and just like you know uh, equipment uh, uh, when she fights, which is which is really cool. Um, and we get we get the uh, the reveal of the um, kind of like a like like remember in the Simpsons arcade game when if you got two characters kind of side by side you could like put Bart on like Homer's shoulders or whatever and he would like do an extra attack or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It looks like there's team up attacks, um, which is pretty cool. Um, so if if April is, you know, the first extra character besides the turtles i'm thinking maybe we'll get casey jones maybe splinter um you know who knows who else will show up because they worked on streets of rage 4 and we got a ton of playable characters in that game um and they just dropped a whole bunch of new ones so you know who knows who else will show up yeah i i don't know i don't know. like i would i would assume that that splinter is a shoe-in yeah, you know that that gives you six like six playable characters at launch, and then maybe some DLC with Casey and I don't know. The, the, hopefully the Fugitoid, maybe, huh? Maybe. Uh, I don't know since he wasn't really a, a part of the show. That's true. Who from I the show would you include though? Well, you know I want Metalhead. Um, yeah. Technically, he works for the Turtles now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I'd even love to see Shredder himself playable. But that doesn't make sense, though. It doesn't, but some of the villains in Streets of Rage 4 were playable. Oh, so just throwing all logic out the window, then. Exactly. Well, it is the video games. So, <laughs> you know. uh, yeah. And I guess to follow up, April was playable in both Smash Up and Mutant Melee. Aha! Okay. Good. Yes. Good, good, good. Uh, I guess the frogs? maybe the punk frogs. Oh, the punk frogs would be that'd be a decent download pack right there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe the neutrinos. Maybe. Maybe. Or a neutrino and a punk frog. I don't know. There's, there's stuff to work with here. Oh, there's there's lots of stuff. Yeah. But definitely um, definitely want Casey for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's stay on this April news and uh, and, and and what else you got for me? Uh, well, uh, at continue at uh, Gamescom, uh, Nickelodeon was there uh, again with the reveal um, of two new characters for their All Star Brawl, which already which we know that Leonardo and Michelangelo are already there with some you know turtle stages. Um, April again is going to be a playable character in this upcoming game. Awesome, which I totally did not expect at all. That, that, that is like it doesn't surprise me that she's playable. Like when it comes to the Nickelodeon stable of characters, there's not very many female characters they can pull from. True. So April O'Neil is kind of a shoe in. The surprise is that is that they announced her before they announced the other two turtles. That is kind of surprising. Which has me worried that those other two turtles m- may not be in the game. 
They'd be crazy not to put him in there, especially when the Brawl logo is definitely a bright Ninja Turtles green. <laughs> you know? Um, it, it's it's just, like, think about it this way. And, and, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm, if, 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 if I'm thinking about this wrong, but what is Nickelodeon's biggest franchise? Like, if you were just to blurt it out. What would it be? SpongeBob. Okay. Are there going to be five SpongeBob characters? Uh, I don't know. Think about it. You got what? SpongeBob, you got Patrick, Squidward, Mr. Krabs, and Sandy. Yeah. And you've pretty much got all the characters you need from SpongeBob. Like, that would be five if you do the Four Turtles and April. So yeah. I guess that makes I guess that makes sense. It's just it's it's so weird that they didn't just come out and say, "Hey, we're having all four turtles." Yeah. Well, they said you know more surprises to come. I mean, they would be crazy not to put them in there because everybody's got a favorite turtle. That's true. You know, you're not wrong. Uh, as for the gameplay, she looked terribly generic. Yeah. And we'll see. Just fast, too. <laughs> we'll save it for our our shellheads. Let's play. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe she's uh like the equivalent of a um, Wii Fit trainer. Maybe. In uh, Smash Brothers, which would be fine. Like, Wii Fit Trainer is, is definitely... I don't main Wii Fit Trainer, but she's top five for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. He or she. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, the main version is female. I know, but there's... You know, you can you can swap it, man. You can swap it. Oh, well, yeah. Um, We have more news. News-ish. What, what else do we have? Uh, we got our first peek at the um, Shredder in the new Loot Crate. Yeah. So we're like a mere days away from Loot Crates starting to ship, right? Yeah. And we're uh, getting actual, like, photos of these figures. And the Claw Shredder looks so good. He really, really does. Um. And and I think I, and this kind of goes back to the the, the original run of, of NECA uh, turtles figures like because they're based on a comic I feel like they're able to make the the transition to figure extremely vivid mm-hmm. you know because the comic has all those hard lines and you can move those hard lines directly over to the to the figure and it's just gonna pop and this little unnamed shredder thing really pops it really does so it's cool it's cool it's disgusting and weird and awesome <laughs> as it's supposed to be yeah uh i can't wait till those things start shipping danny danny got delayed oh did he yeah yeah he got delayed um, but month two, which I'm not sure which one is month two. Is it Armagon? I think he might be, yeah. 
Yeah, I think he might be the second month. Uh, apparently, he might ship before Danny does, which is weird, but doesn't matter. As long as they all end up in my mailbox. Yeah. Um. Okay, we talked about Varner Studios, what, last episode? Yeah, we did. Um, we did. Yeah. Uh, well, they're they're back in the news, Jeff. They are. They are. Um, they recently got a visit uh, from the art department uh, that are working on the new uh, Turtles movie, the CGI uh, movie, to be exact. Yeah, the the, the Seth Rogen's team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This like on the surface, this is really cool. But it's I this doesn't make me happy. Why? Because I get like doing your research to understand the characters and stuff better and understand the origins and, you know, whatever you're going to do. But I don't want a movie that looks like the old cartoon show. I don't think they're going to do that. But going to a team that helped design a lot of the old stuff like I I don't know. I don't know. Just, I mean, just, just, I just have, don't learn the wrong lessons from it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I have questions. I, You know, we'll probably not get answers to it, but, you know. <laughs> um, it's it's very interesting, uh, to say the least. Yeah, maybe it was just a, a situation where the, the art team was like, we can totally leverage this uh, this job that we have to go see really cool Ninja Turtles stuff. That could be uh, an option on like, the table here. I would do that. Yeah. It's pretty cool, though. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see the direction that they're going to be, you know, taking this new movie, uh, which we're all greatly anticipating. Yes. Um, how many? Let's see. We still have some more news. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take this last one. Okay. So I'm sure you're familiar with uh, one uh, a Funko. Yes. Yes, they they are they're world renowned for their action figures and their extremely popular pop figure line. Mhm. None of this is new. No, none of this is, is is news. What is news is that Funko is now selling NFTs. And what's an NFT, Sergio? An NFT is a non-fungible token. Okay. And I know that doesn't help. <laughs> is it wrong that I'm thinking about Funyuns? And it's a non-fungible token. See, that makes me hungrier now. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. So, so NF- NFTs are basically a digital purchase that is backed by cryptocurrency. To verify ownership of digital goods. Ah, bison dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight money. Um, no, like, so, 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 like, let's say I drew a picture of uh, a cow, right? And this picture was drawn. Is his name Cuddly? Yes. Yeah, I drew a Cuddly the cow <laughs> picture, and it was in like my, you know, on my, my iPad or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, anybody, anybody want to buy this picture of cuddly, the cow lick for like in, instead of like, 
yeah, instead of like printing copies and selling them as physical copies, I would be selling the digital rights to that picture. And the NFT or the non-fungible token, I think is, I'm pretty sure that's what that stands for, right? Yeah, you know what? I'm standing by it. Yeah, non-fungible token. Yeah, I'm right. Um, I would be selling the digital picture to someone and through like cryptocurrency, they would be able to be the owner of something digital, even though it's infinitely recreatable by just hitting copy and paste. Yeah. And so what what Funko's doing is selling like animated GIFs of Funko Pops that are like ultra rare and they're doing it through NFTs. And I I know there's that's a lot in that sentence <laughs> that it's like what I'm I'm going to go ahead and take a line from your book and say that's real dumb. <laughs> I, I I like I'm not going to come up with another phrase to say. Nope, nope, that one's mine. That one's mine. <laughs> I I'm not going to completely poo-poo on uh, NFTs because if I'm a dude who understands cryptocurrency and I can use that to pry cash out of Rube's hands. I should probably do it. You might want to look into that selling. Yeah. Yeah. Like selling someone a digital asset that can be easily copied. Sounds like thievery. The first thing you need to do is take lots of pictures and have it be of your son peeling chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's th- there. You go. That's that. That's the move. That's the move. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so so there are some Ninja Turtles like NFTs already in 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 this Funko Pop library. And like the idea is, is they're only going to sell these things to like, a you know, 2000 people or whatever. And then those 2000 people will own those gifts should. And, and like a year from now, if they want to put the GIF on eBay or whatever digital sales platform, you know, exists. They can sell their animated GIF of the Funko Pop glitter shredder and potentially make a profit like it was a baseball card or something. Huh. Yeah, yeah, real dumb, real dumb. It's real dumb. You know, and because the argument, the the argument is, well, it is like a baseball card. Like you can copy a baseball card. Yeah. Okay, true, true. But it, it's still infinitely more more dumb. But this is not something I'm going to be buying into. I can't put a a gif in my turtles cabinet and so no. so so, so but I'm, you I'm can't done. put a gift in your turtles cabinet <laughs> gif or jif jeff jif jif oh crime that's how it's pronounced just because the creator wants to be antagonistic doesn't mean that's how it's pronounced tomato it's, tomato it's it stands for graphical something like g G. Well, fine, Mr. You know, autocorrect GIF. 
gif, whatever. That that's news. Or a, a reasonable facsimile of what we can consider news. Yeah. Uh hey, what is our main topic? It's Fan Fiction Feast 3. Feast? Okay. Let me uh <laughs> I was hungry when I wrote that down. Let me, let me take a seat. Gonna add it, and just for that, you're gonna add an echo to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's staying in. You don't even have to say it again. Fan Fiction Fest three. So once, <laughs> once, once a year, we look at some of the some of the uh, the fan created things uh, that come out of the Ninja Turtles, you know, fandom. You know, we've talked about comics, we've talked about short films, uh, we've talked about video games, because there's a surprising number of those. Uh, and, and this year, you know, last episode, we were like, oh, I don't know, we may not find anything going forward. We found stuff after we did the episode. So we, we like, had to adjust midstream as to what we were going to talk about today. Uh, today we have four different fan creations that we're going to talk about, two comic books or i guess two comic book series uh a video game and a short film let's take a quick break before we get to that hello everyone and welcome to discussing trek i'm your host clarence and i wanted to introduce you to the podcast discussing trek is all about keeping you informed on the latest news and episode reviews in the star trek universe while also staying engaged with our community of listeners so be sure to hit that subscribe button for weekly content and stay locked in to DiscussingTrek.com for more information. Until next time, guys, live long and prosper. And we're back. Fantastic. OK, main topic time. Uh, Jeff, which one of these projects do you want to tackle first? I think let's uh, let's tackle Origin. TMNT Origin. OK. That's a good call. Uh me and you, us, Shellheads, we talked about TMNT Odyssey, I believe, in our first Fan Fiction Fest. Yes, in our very first one, two years ago. Seems like forever. But it doesn't. It seems, never mind. Two years it ago. was. <laughs> uh, we, it was such an innocent time. It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we talked about TMNT Odyssey, and, and that was uh, a, like a, like a pretty beefy fan book uh, written by Andrew Modine uh, and kind of kind of put together or helped put together by Arseny Dubikov, uh, the, 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 the Russian Illusion Studios guy, but we'll get to him a, 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 little, a little later. Uh, Andrew Modine, he, he's kind of responsible for a lot of stuff. His name has come up a few, a few times on this show. Uh, one, he did Odyssey, of course, which is a graphic novel, a length book. He also wrote uh, the fan ending to Volume 3, uh, which Volume 3, of course, only ran 23 episodes or 23 issues uh, without an actual conclusion. Uh, so he took it upon himself to, to reach out to the creators and and, and, and you know, kind of commission a book 24 and 25 to close out that series long before it was officially done at uh, IDW. 
when we talked to Gary Carlson uh, last year, me and you actually asked him about Andrew Modine. Because in in the uh, the, like the final three books, Andrew is 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 he's given like a special thanks. So uh, so, you know, when we when we talked to him about Andrew, he was he had very positive things to say. So so apparently he's a good dude. All I know is that he is very dedicated to writing very intricate TMNT books. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is his second big graphic novel, uh, and it is called TMNT Origin. And I would say it kind of follows the same story structure as TMNT Odyssey. Uh, however, it is a very different journey. What did you think of TMNT Origin? It's very like this is probably more sci-fi than well, it's been what two years since we you know, did the last one, so I, I don't really remember a lot of um, what we read because there's been so much since then. Um, oh, man, just the it was an interesting read. And a lot of weird stuff <laughs> went on <laughs> um, through this. Um, lots of lots of technical. Yeah, a lot of like uh, pseudoscience. Like, let me throw some some fun science words out there to explain this nonsensical magic we're pulling out in space. Yeah, which is basically every science fiction story ever. You know, have you seen The Martian? That's basically that whole movie. But the the one thing about this, and I would even say Odyssey, that is so impressive to me is Andrew is very particular in where he pulls his influences and where he pulls the characters and whatnot. Like, he's not afraid to reference a side story that was released in tales volume two that nobody read Mm -hmm. and just like full on reference it and, you know, cite it as for more details, see this obscure mirage book. Yeah. Uh, there was, I think in this book, there was even a reference to turtle soup. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like he digs deep. Uh, and that's kind of, at the heart of this entire story, like the opening sequence with professor, who is it? Professor Obligato, or I don't know how to say his name. That's black and white. Like that is a continuation of like a segmented story that was being told in tales volume two that I don't believe ever got an ending to it. Mm. It was like, hey, at the end of these issues, we're going to catch up with this Professor uh, Utram. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it kind of ran for, I think, five or six issues, probably more, possibly more than that. Right. And it was drawn by Jim Lawson, just like this is. So it kind of fits into that continuity pretty seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Because nothing here really breaks the continuity of the original Mirage series. Right. Um, but, but yeah, like that is the lead in to the, to to the origin story. And 
very quickly, like within the first few pages of the actual origin story, it's made very clear that this is a Donatello goes to space story. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're not going to go over all of the story beats because this is actually a purchasable book. You can probably still find it on eBay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Buy it directly from Arseny. Arseny? I'm sorry, Mr. Dubikov. I'm not good at Russian names. Or it's in the process of being printed. I think you just can. Or can we still back it? No, that's a different one. Uh, actually, Andrew just is is working on his final TMNT um, trade paperback, and it's called Shredder. Oh well, or I know just, somebody who's going to be interested in that. Yeah, or the Shredder. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I think I think the the. Uh, what's it called the India go, go page or whatever it was. I think that's expired now. I don't think you can back it, but I'm sure enough will be printed to buy it later because it, Arseny does all the printing in Russia and ships them to the United States. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go searching for team origin. It's, it's, it's interesting, but basically where the first book was the turtles traveling to the end of time. This is Donatello and a crew of relevant like side characters are traveling to the center of the universe to save the world. And what'd you think of his cast of characters that he took with him? It was a very interesting, uh, motley crew that he surrounded himself with. Um, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we go through that? The uh, the crew, go for it. Uh, well, we've got Leatherhead, we yep. have the Fugitoid, and mm-hmm. what was the what was the Utrom's name? Um, I cannot remember. I'll look for it. You keep going. Um, a hawk girl looking battle warrior queen princess type character <laughs> um april o'neill mm-hmm. and a triceraton a few triceratons yeah yeah like like three triceraton warriors mm-hmm. uh and that like that that queen lady she's actually from i believe book 13 oh yeah we we read it last year sometime it, she was the one that had gotten stranded on Earth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's from, yeah, volume one, number 13. So that's this is this is one example of, of like, Modine just saying, you know what, I like that character. Let me pull her into the story I'm telling. Yeah. Uh, or it makes sense that he does because she's from another planet. Jahana? Jana? Yeah, yeah. Jah- Jahana. Jahana? Jahana. Yeah, yeah. Give us some chutzpah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know if I like this crew more than I would have liked all four turtles being on board. Yeah. Um, but what I do like is that all the characters, their uh, their inclusion was justified by the story. Yeah. You know, you 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 have your your triceratons there because they're the muscle. 
and they do have a stake in the universe ending uh, and they, they want representation. Mm-hmm. You also need someone to, you know, to point at and say, oh, the, the, they're helping us, but they're the bad guys. Right. Um, this book does a lot of assuming, uh, not necessarily the book, but its approach to telling the story assumes that you know a lot about Ninja Turtles. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like a lot because this it full on spoils the uh, the, the April O'Neil uh, curveball that's in volume four. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I, I love stories that. You know reference old stories or are built on top of established lore much more than I like weird, odd interpretations like, uh, the, 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 like the last Ronin, like the last Ronin is cool, but it's biggest crime is it's not a continuation of the Mirage story. Yeah. You know, and I read this and it literally fits seamlessly into the Mirage canon without disrupting pretty much anything. So this could be canon. There's, there's no, there's nothing like it wouldn't surprise me if, if like if Peter Laird ever wrote it or ever read it, he'd be like, yeah, all right, it's canon. Sure. Why not? Yeah. You know, cause it's good enough and it respects the source material. Um, What do you have to say about the journey they're taking? It's a very interesting journey. Um, like, I didn't expect half the stuff, you know, that happened. Um, you know, you expect some resistance along the way mm-hmm. uh, by different, uh, you know, alien forces uh, flying a spaceship that looks like a, a high top. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like well they're not foot aliens uh i'm not kidding folks it legit looks like a giant high top <laughs> with veins um no that's a different ship no no i'm their, looking at their, their ship doesn't have veins it's gray no not th- no not that one the aliens. Okay, the alien ship. Yes, that does. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. I'm not talking about the other one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the alien ship is veiny and vaguely phallic. It's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it looks real odd. I would have preferred cuddly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. It it felt like it had some elements from. Um. Uh, 2K3 with like different aliens that had like cocooned their captives, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah. You meet, you get some interesting meetups from a, a character that I was like, oh wait, what? Not gonna give it away. You guys are gonna <laughs> have to read it because I was like, oh that's pretty cool. What? Um, so, uh, like you said, you know, we're not going to go over all the beats 
right, 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 right. Able to enjoy. Um, uh, yeah, because I, I, I do, I, I do strongly suggest you track it down, whether it be you know purchasing it on on eBay or or a track down a, a digital copy, because that 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 is a thing that's out there somewhere. Um, shouldn't be too hard to find. Yeah, I what what I really really like at the end of this book, like it is kind of long and sections of the middle of the book do drag here and there. And it's not clear that the reason it drags is because it has to go through these story beats to get to this ultimate conclusion where all these beats kind of matter. What I really, really like is the whole thing is done in an effort to grow the characters. Yeah. Like April O'Neil is a changed person after this story. You know, there are things actually happen to Leatherhead. Donatello confronts some stuff mm-hmm. that he ordinarily would not have to. And it's all done without there being some because because if you remember if you remember Odyssey there there's a big twist at the end that's like a oh no what yeah this also kind of had a twist but it wasn't as on the nose and I would have really hated if they just did that again like they get to the s- center of the universe and oh look it's Leonardo you know yeah no like th- this is a it it's similar similarly structured. But this one kind of respects the reader. I'm not saying the first one didn't respect the reader. It's just if you try to repeat the exact same gimmick, it would have been disrespectful to the reader. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And it's real hard to dance around the details of the story because a lot of stuff happens. A lot of cool stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we did not read and what we may read another time. Uh, there's a couple of bonus stories after Origin, one called Team and T Shogun and one called Team and T versus the Predator. Mm-hmm. And next time we do uh, crossovers, remind me, we'll do Team and T versus the Predator as one of those. What are your final thoughts on Team and T Origin? I think you you pretty much summed it up rather well. Like it kind of dragged in the middle. A little bit, um, you know, just kind of going through all of it. It felt like, again, it felt like this could be a canon story. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Donatello has a little bit of a different look um, yeah. in this, which I really, I really dig. Um, and like you said, you know, they're the characters are going through kind of a, you know, this is a a kind of like, well, I don't say a tragic event, but there, there, there's some, there's, they've seen some things and some stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Weird stuff that, you know, it does, it does change. Some surprising things happened. I'm not going to give that away either with, with Donatello and, 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 and something else. I was like, (laughs) Whoa, boy. <laughs> um, which was surprising to me. I was like, okay, 
okay. Um, but overall, yeah, this was really enjoyable. I mean, I, 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 I didn't know quite what to expect because it's it's been a while since we, you know, like you said, we we'd read the you know the previous one, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, like this guy just he totally gets turtles. It's like he's almost like a sponge. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And probably has several um, uh, spreadsheets on everything. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, maybe. fellow spreadsheeter, eh? <laughs> I th- I think my favorite weird odd reference this this book has, and this is kind of a spoiler, not a spoiler. At the end, the fugitoid jumps out of a spaceship and basically hand glides down to a planet, right? Yeah. This is presumably the prequel to. The Fugitoid and Gizmo, or Gizmo and the Fugitoid, oh. which was like a crossover two books uh, uh, miniseries that Mirage did in the early 90s. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's basically it, it starts with the Fugitoid visiting the planet that uh, Gizmo lives on. Not to be confused with the. Uh, yeah. The gremlin folks. It's something different. Yes, Gizmo is a robot. Yeah. I would actually. We should probably read that at some point. Yeah. Because I know how much you like robots, and it's just two robot or two two robots robots two just robots. hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Um. That's one comic down. Let's jump over to something in another form of media. You want to talk about the Rat King? Short, yeah, short yeah. film. Let's do that. So, yeah, so our our, our buddy uh, Russ over on Tomes of Evil, uh, he actually sent this to me and said, "Hey man, have y'all seen the the uh, the Rat King short?" And it, well, <laughs> I was immediately very excited, but I was also very disappointed in myself because I should know that exists. Yeah, you know, if of all the people on this planet, I think I'm the one who should know. So I do thank Russ for sending it over. We watched it. It's like five minutes long. You can find it on YouTube. Um, what's it called? Just Rat King? Yeah. Yeah, it's called Rat King dash Team and T fan film uh, by Burning Lake Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in 2019. Uh, and right now it really only has 2000 views. So. I guess it just it's not one of those fan films that got passed around on social media like it was a big deal. It, it just looks like it just kind of exists. And uh, if if you have read City at War or understand the Rat King's role in City at War, this five minute short will be very familiar to, to, to you. Yeah. What do you think? Like it kind of gave me chills like because I was like, oh, man. I, I I remember all this, all the all the dialogue and stuff. Like it was it was pretty well done. Um, for what it was, I was like, oh, I know who he's talking to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Com- comics wise, the Rat King in City of War is the most iconic version of that character. Yeah. Comics wise, obviously, 
the, the answer to that is, is going to be the original cartoon. But if we're just pulling from comics history, this version of him is the version, right? Yeah. And his role in Splinter's injury and recovery and Splinter having to confront his humanity or lack thereof is part of what makes City at War so good. Yeah. You know, it's 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 just one of those those story threads that you're like, man, this is deep and beautiful. And this short film is basically a f- interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one guy talking to Splinter, but he might as well be talking to the audience. Uh, and. It, it for some reason, it reminded me of the X-Files. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know why, <laughs> but that's just it the game off that vibe. It did give off the, the X-Files vibe. You know, it didn't like there were there were a lot of like flashbacks and innuendos suggestions on how the Rat King became the Rat King and uh, whether or not he was alive or dead or a figment of Splinter's imagination. Like. It doesn't answer any questions. It suggests answers to questions. Yeah. Which is wonderful. Like, I, I definitely don't need to be hit over the head with here's who the Rat King is. No, no. Like, right. Th- th- this approach is, is, is wonderful. Yeah, don't don't pander to us. Give us, you know, just the right amount of information. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I suggest you go watch it. I'm, this I'm going to include in the show notes, so it'll be easy for you to find. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the last five seconds of it. Let's just say it ends well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's on YouTube. Again, only five minutes long. It's called Rat King. Team and T fan film. Give, give, give it a, give it a few likes right now. It only has 67 likes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is next, Jeff? Uh, well, we got more comics. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, as I said earlier, uh, Ar- Ars- Arseny, uh, Dubikov again, uh, sorry about the, the name. Uh, He's been working on turtle stuff for a very long time. Uh, he, he like his username and login and stuff can be seen on uh, the Technodrome forum posts from well over a decade ago. Uh, he's a Russian turtles fan who apparently runs or is an important figure at Illusion Studios, which according to the internet. Illusion Studios uh, started as just kind of this this place that printed fan fiction, uh, and and a lot of it was turtles related fan fiction. Well, since then, again, if if my translated Russian is is correct, Illusion Studios ended up just being the Russian licensed printer for translated Ninja Turtles books. Huh. So like they basically paid Mirage or yeah paid Mirage to to to, to re, basically reprint rights for the Mirage books before the the the, the Nickelodeon deal. Oh wow! 
And I think there's still that. Like, I, I, I think that, that like either it went with the sale or they, they re because they're, I, from what I can tell, they're reprinting IDW books. Oh, in, wow. Yeah. In, in Russian. Uh, I, I, I don't know if any of that is, I don't know Russian law. So I don't know if they're just stealing it and reprinting it with Russian words or what. I don't think they'd be stealing it, but I would say it was like, try and, you know, argue with them. I, I ain't gonna do that. Well, it, I, I guess it wouldn't be stealing if everything belongs to communist Russia. I mean, <laughs> it's redistribution of turtles. Uh, OK, OK, we're not going to go down, down that road. I don't I don't know how exactly they do it, but they they're they, they have wide of, you know, widely available old Ninja Turtles comics in trade form in Russian, which is real cool. Yeah. Long story short. Arseny uh, Dubikov, who was instrumental in Origin and Odyssey happening, uh, he did a story uh, called Same As It Never Was. Uh, which Turtles fans would, you know, might rec- uh, recognize that. Same as it never was, was one of the most important or one of the um, high, one of the most popular 2K3 episodes. Mm-hmm. Possibly the most popular uh, yeah. 2K3 episode. Uh, where the turtle, where Donatello ends up going into an alternate future and finding that Splinter's dead and, and and Michelangelo has a has half his arm cut off and Raphael's eye is missing and and the, the turtles have broken up because Donatello disappeared like it is a heavy episode it's a very very heavy episode yeah it is uh I had forgot I don't want to say I had forgotten how good it was but wa- I went back and watched it because I knew that same as it never was this comic is was written as a prequel to that episode. Hmm. So I read the four comics and then I went and watched the episode and it just reminded me, man, this is such a fantastic episode. Yeah. I definitely wanted more. Uh, and a, a cursory search of the internet will point you in the direction of there's a lot of same as it never was fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Like it's all typed in like paragraph form. There's never many comics, but, uh, this, four issues that they were written as a basically a prequel that explained what happened to the turtles of the future. The the ones in this variant that, you know, are living this dystopian shredder ruled future. And it does a really good job of just kind of explaining how they got there. Yeah. What'd you think of, uh, same as it never was the the, the 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 comics. I really enjoyed this a lot. Um, since it's in black and white, some scenes were kind of hard to distinguish what was going on, mm-hmm. um, just because the white was so prominent and the black wasn't within contrast. I was like, wait, what? I mean, I guess I could have like adjusted the settings on my laptop, you know, to like try and see a little, you know, better. But it was it was a little tough um to figure out and again in some parts but overall um like 
it's it's well written and you could imagine like this being you know done in episode form yeah yeah give or take, give or take some swear words and some mild nudity that's true <laughs> it's 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 just too much for the children uh yeah like i echo a lot of that sentiment um these books were produced over like a five-year period mm-hmm. four or five-year period like it took a while between books to 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 get them made and published and whatnot yeah what can be seen like from book to book is how much better of an artist uh arsony became because mm-hmm. that first book is a little rough yeah it's it's it, it's got a good look to it and a lot of the hatching is reminiscent of of early turtles books he was obviously trying to 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 show that influence very upfront yeah but as the books go on the like the art just gets better and I like I wonder if as a creative person, he looks back at the first issue and he says, oh, man, I would draw that completely different now. Yeah. Um, as for the story. I should have watched the episode. Before I read the books. Oh, yeah. Not the other way around. Right. Because jumping into that first book and not having the immediate context of exactly what same as it ever was is. I was very confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I've got it memorized. Like that's my most watched episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was uh, that, that first book. I was like, I don't know what's going on here, man. I, I'm going to assume this gets better. And then by the time the, the third book came around, which is, you know, it's, it's like a trilogy and then a supplemental chapter. Um, at the end of the third book, I was feeling it. Yeah. Like I like this universe. Um, it, it is very it, similar to the last Ronin, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that it's set in the future it is kind of dystopian, and um, you're following one turtle. At least that's what the episode is, you know, following one turtle. Yeah. And this prequel comic, like the, the, the this Same As It Never Was comic, it almost follows the exact same story structure as The Last Ronin. Mm-hmm. Because The Last Ronin is... This is the turtle who's still alive. And the next three issues are going to be like, here's how the other three died one at a time in excruciating detail. Yeah. And that's kind of the same story story structure here Mm -hmm. because you're going back and you're like, okay, how did Splinter die? How did Michelangelo lose his, you know, his arm? Why? Or what, what kind of fight did Raphael and Leonardo have that led to them separating from each other. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost the memento backwards storytelling trope on paper. Well, trope, trope is a bad way to put it, but you know what I mean? I do kind of piecing it all together as you go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What else do you have to say about it's the same as it never was? Um, let's see. I'm checking my notes here. I don't have any. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you pretty much said it like, you know, it's the art from book one, you know, all the way through, like it does get progressively better. Um, and it has, a, it has a lot of weight to it, you know, because it's, it's not your kid friendly deal. You can see certain things happen and play out. So it kind of, it tugs at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, kind of going through it, like I would, oh man, I mean, they won't do it, but I would love to see this, you know, get animated. Like I would love to see an offshoot, you know, a series. Yeah. Yeah. Of this. And it's just like one of those things where it's, I think I watched it when it aired. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, oh my god, I need more of this because people love you know the sci-fi dystopian future stuff and it's like, how do we get to this point? Yeah. You know, well, let me tell you about it. You know, <laughs> um, uh, by the time we get to the fourth book, uh, and again, we're not going to go over all the beats and stuff, um, because you, know, you guys should should definitely read these and check them out, um. The fourth one's probably my favorite because the arts, you know, it's it's like a different texture style. Not yeah. text. It's a different color style. It's kind of like brown and white. It's a it's a sepia tone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at you pulling out the fancy words there. Uh-huh. Uh, been using using that word uh, word a day calendar. I got you. Of course, of course. Good. Um, but this might be my favorite. Uh, one because it's all about Michelangelo. So, yes, it is. Um, but we have a, we have a bit of an issue. What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, so, so, and what is that, Sergio? <laughs> the, the, like, okay. So it was originally written as like a trilogy, and then afterwards. There was like additional chapters planned, uh, presumably uh, the first one being the orange chapter that follows Michelangelo. Uh, presumably you would then have three other ones, a red one, a blue one, and a purple one to follow the, the other three turtles. This is further evidence uh, by the fifth book in the series that we, uh, us, us Americans are not – or not Americans. Us English speakers are unable to read because it hasn't been translated to Russian. The fifth chapter, the red chapter. Wait, you mean translated to English? That's right. Translated to English from Russian. I'm sorry. I was saying a lot of words. So, yeah, there's a fifth book to the same-as-it-never-was story, but it's only in Russian – and it was p- published like 10 years ago. So there's not anyone. It's not like it's a pending. Hey, we'll translate it when we translate it. It just never got translated. Mm-hmm. So. The fourth one kind of ends on a big cliffhanger. And I want to know what happens. I do. Too. Um, I'm, I'm I'm working on tracking down a copy of the Russian 
and and maybe just maybe we'll cross paths with someone who can translate it for us not google <laughs> no I'll, i, I don't even know how to type russian yeah like i would have to do optical character recognition on the book and hope that it's right that'd be pr- pretty cool um see how accurate it gets it <laughs> i wouldn't know <laughs> I don't speak Russian. If there are any of our listeners are fluent in Russian, uh, please let us know. Yeah, yeah. As I said, I'm, I'm trying to track down the fifth book. Just I'll, so I'll have it. Maybe I can piece together what happens in the story based on the pictures. Uh, and I'll let you know what happens. But the 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 remarkable thing. I don't even know if remarkable is the right word. The thing about these books, Jeff, is we're talking about them right now, right? We're we're refusing to give the step-by-step story beats of these books. But there's literally no way for anyone to find them. Oh, the mystery will go on for years and years. (laughs) Uh, Like, I'm, I'm not encouraging anyone to do this. But I reached out to the like literally to the to the artist and I was like, hey, I know these are old, but is there any way that we would be able to read them for the podcast? And he reached he said, yeah, here, you know, he threw them our way and he was like, yeah, sorry, they're not on the Internet anymore. Uh, I don't know if that was him saying he doesn't want them on the Internet. Um, I would just host them on realitybreach.com, but in the books themselves, it specifically says don't do that. Right. So. I don't know. I might ask him. Yeah. I have, well, I have his email. I'll just ask him. Um, what What else do you have to say? Like, what are your final thoughts on on, on this this series? Because coming into this, I knew that was your favorite episode. Oh, yeah. So. Um, like, this was a real treat to get to read this. Um, again, the story had, the story has a lot of weight to it. You know, because it's like. It's like in the episode, you know, the brothers are all split up. You know, why then? Why, and you, you kind of find out why, you know, they've they've split up. And, of course, I don't want to give that away. Yeah. Um, what people enjoy and read. Um, but uh, it just makes me want more. Like, I, I want to read the rest of it, and I, I want this in animated form. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like like my my thoughts on it are there are some pr- protracted action sequences in the book where I'm like this this probably didn't have to be 3 pages long. Right. But that's fine. You know, that's that's a minor complaint. Uh I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I I would after reading the first book. Like after reading the first book I was like, "Oh, okay. All right." So it, 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 it even exceeded the expectations that I had, you know, given it mm-hmm. before and after I started it. So, right. Uh, I'm happy that we're getting the last Ronin. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a more official and almost like spiritually similar story. Mm hmm. So 
I, 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 but I don't like, I, I want to know how this ends, but I don't want to, I don't want it to become like a thing. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if I could go through a 30 book story about this version of the turtles. Yeah. I think it works best as kind of like a mini series type deal. Yeah. But you know, one or two more books would have, would have been awesome. Or at least, at the very least, a translation of that one Russian, you know, red chapter. Yeah. Maybe that ties up the, you know, the loose ends there. Maybe. Um, well, that's it for comics. And, uh, we're making okay time. We're making okay time. Jeff, what is our very last fan creation? Uh, I discovered a new Ninja Turtles fan game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's a, it's a Game Boy stylized game with the um, 90s movie Turtles as the center of you know, the game, which is, is kind of odd. Um, and so it's like they took elements from the cartoon and then just kind of like put the movie turtles there. So it, it kind of feels disjarring having them there a part of that. Cause it's like, wait, wait, what, what's the next progression? You know, after this movie, are they going to get the turtle van? Are they going to get, you know, it gave me more questions. I'm like, what, what is this? Yeah. I guess it's, it's just pulling from like general turtles nostalgia, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I have a lot of very mixed feelings on this thing. Just, just so you know. Right. Uh, at both at the execution level and at the conceptual level. Mm-hmm. What would you like to hear first? Uh, you know what? Just go all in. Okay. So what what this is is a game styled like an old Game Boy game. Now, I know me and Jeff are very familiar with Game Boy games. But you youngins may not realize this, but the Game Boy sucked. I did not. It did. Uh, there were a handful of games that are really, really good, like you know Metroid Two, uh, the Zelda game that's on it, uh, Super Mario Land, Super Mario Land Two, Donkey like Kong. Donkey Kong ninety four is a classic. Most games on the Game Boy were absolute trash, and mm. Jeff is going to vehemently disagree with this, but. The Ninja Turtles games that were on Game Boy are no exception to that. I would give you the second one, but the first and the third were probably the best of those. Yeah, still, there's a there's a real low ceiling when it comes to quality on Game Boy games. Eh, that system was made for you to go be on the go, go on trips, train rides. You know, subway rides, whatever the you know shell you were gonna do, with that, but it had to be in the light. For 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 the most part, the original Game Boy was just a Tetris machine. Oh yeah, <laughs> a portable Tetris machine. Played the crap out of that. Um, 
the reason I say that is because why you why that is why a creator would point at the Game Boy and say, "Oh man, I'm gonna make one of those games," is beyond me. I have an answer. Okay. Maybe that was this dude's first game console he ever got, and so because of that, he has a lot of love. And nostalgia and affection for it. Yeah, maybe. See where I'm coming from. I see where you're coming from, but like, the first console I got was an NES, and I don't want anything styled like an NES game. Well, that's just you. I'll eat that stuff up all day like, long. It's, and and this this gets me gets me to the the bigger like conceptual question of like. Are you doing this as an art style or are you doing this to create a Game Boy game? Mm-hmm. Because this is not a Game Boy game. Like the, the the resolution is way too high. The like there's more than two buttons. There's there's literal like pixelized versions of the movie turtles in this thing. The, the Game Boy was there was no way they could render that. In yeah. like 1995 or 92 or wherever it was. So you're not making a Game Boy game. Oh, no, it was way before that, dude. It was like 89. 89? That seems right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh. But so you're not making a Game Boy game. So it's an artistic style choice. Right? Yeah. Why? Again, why choose the black and white one when you could have chose the NES? It, 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 I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. It's frustrating to me. Uh, and then I played the game. Which the game has charm. The game has potential. I was not a fan. Like I dug the music, I couldn't I couldn't remap my buttons, which got on my nerves. Um, like the design, you know, looked fine. Like the turtles looked cool. I didn't like Michelangelo's attack. He's just sitting there, basically just twirling his nunchucks. I'm like, no, he's supposed to reach out and like hit stuff. That <laughs> ticked me off. Well. <laughs> this is gonna be a real stupid argument, but it is a Game Boy game, Jeff. Like, what'd you expect? Okay, come on, <laughs> come on. He yeah. could do that in the other ones. <laughs> nunchucks would go out. If you use it as a freaking helicopter, it's great. Yeah, like I played it. I played it several times. Like I was like, this thing can't be long. Maybe if I just, you know, like brute force this game i'll finish it but it's just it's hard yeah <laughs> like, when, like when you get to the bosses it gets pretty hard and the life meter doesn't make any sense to me Mm-mm. like eat you're playing as each one of the turtles and you can like hot swap between you know all all four of them however if one of them dies it's game over yeah 
So, like, if Mikey dies, you can't just play as Donatello until Mikey, like, revives or something. It's just like, you're dead, you're out. Right. And that's kind of harsh. It is, just like those old school games. Yeah, yeah, like... Teaching them kids a, a, a lifelong lesson. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't teach me that. No? No, it just taught me to hate those games. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. What else is new? <laughs> um, honestly, let's see. This this game came out when? Like two years ago? Yeah. Or was it more recent than that? It was 2018. Okay, so for about three years. It's a game that doesn't feel finished. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you that. And like each each character only has one attack. You know, there's not like a press down and you can attack differently. You can throw shurikens if you press up and attack. Yeah. But there's 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 no special move. Or at least I didn't find one. Did did you yeah. find find one? No. I like that you could you you could throw shurikens, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and if you hit the directional button, you know left. You know, a couple times left or right, you could run. Yeah. Um, which was cool. Yeah. It, it, as I said, it like there's potential there. It has a charm. I wanted it to be to be better than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to receive any like updates or anything. Yeah. Uh, there's still people commenting on it though. Like if you if you look at the the like the the, the page like people have literally been talking about this game as recently as six days ago oh wow yeah so someone's still downloading it not just us yeah uh but but you're you're right i i the 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 way the controller is mapped is for crazy people yeah um May, what what kind of controller were you using? Uh, 360. Wired. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was using a, an Xbox One wired controller, so it likely mapped everything the exact same way. I wonder if it would map it differently to a different controller. That's quite possible. Maybe. M- maybe we're the weird ones using Xbox controllers. I don't maybe. know. That was the handiest thing I had. Well, in, tw- in 2018, when this game was released, the... Uh, Xbox controller was kind of the de facto PC controller as well. Yeah. So he doesn't have an excuse unless he's going to blame the Game Boy. Right. <laughs> uh, the green filter was a nice touch. Yeah, I did. I did do that. Yeah. I'm not big on on fake scanline filters. It's especially since the original Game Boy didn't have scan lines. Right. So that filter just fundamentally didn't make any sense. I also just don't like them in general. They're funny looking and hard. It make, just makes it harder to play. Yeah. Um. But that's that's all I've got for TMNT or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga, the pseudo Game Boy game. What yeah. else you got? That that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I you really can find dug the music. Like I really oh, dug yeah. the music. I'll give you that. The the music was good. Yeah. 
apparently it can be found on Cellify or Cellify uh, and Itch.io, uh, which is a game. I don't know. If, Itch.io has a lot of games on it, Jeff. Yeah, apparently. It's, it's like a giant dumping ground for a lot of legitimate and like fan games like this. So I'm glad you didn't go with illegitimate. <laughs> <laughs> and illegitimate games uh but it is it is free uh it, it can be picked up on itch.io and that's where we got it in it is you didn't have to i didn't even have to install it it just kind of played so yeah the executable and all of this will be linked in the show notes yeah i'm gonna make it as easy as possible to uh actually to read and or play these things so yeah. that's it that'll do it jeff that's 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 our third uh fan fiction f- uh, feast yeah <laughs> and i i was thinking about canceling next year's just because i didn't think we were going to come up with more stuff Ooh. but if the past two and a half weeks have, have taught me anything j- shut up and just assume you're having another one next year because right. i found enough stuff already to fill up next year's episode oh wow yeah well, yeah we, we're we're gonna be fine good. um jeff what are we talking about next time i'm assuming more ninja turtles uh yes yes i'm gonna yeah yeah checking my records uh that is still what the shellheads podcast is about okay good do you know the specifics though i do not Neither do I. No, I'm kidding. I'm, pull, I'm pulling up the spreadsheet right now. Ah, uh, yes, the old spreadsheet. I've got a spreadsheet for that, sir. Uh, next time. <laughs> next time we're talking about the original cartoon show. Oh, hey. Yeah, we're going to be watching 10 episodes from season four. And this oh, wow. this will actually include the very last of these syndication episodes and officially be- begin our trip into the CBS episodes. Uh, until then, which should be about two weeks, Jeff, what are you up to? Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> really? <laughs> Some cuts. You know, you know what we do at this part of the... I know. I just wanted to f*** with you. Um, oh, now I have to cut it. <laughs> you f***. <laughs> hey, Jeff, where can you be found? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Brennan, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, we specialize in weekly Smash Brothers uh, events. Um... On Saturday nights, starting at 6.30 p.m. sharp. Um, uh, you can also enjoy hundreds of different games on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, our original uh, vintage Neo Geo MVS arcade cabinet, including King of Fighters, Metal Slug, Windjammers, and just tons of other games. Um, and... Uh, Import Japanese titles, all kinds of stuff. Um, so please come check us out. Um, we are, you know, all sanitary and clean and all that good stuff. Because, you know, 
we got to be. Where can we find you, Sergio? Realitybreach.com, uh, like usual. Um, but I do want to plug the Shellheads uh, social media platform, platforms. Uh, we have a Facebook page. If you just search Shellheads Podcast, we should pop right up. Uh, we also have an Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, it is Shellheads Podcast. Uh, and uh, you can follow us there. Uh, I, I'm usually posting dumb pictures of turtles stuff. That's it's kind of on brand. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, I, I want to encourage you to listen to Tomes of Evil. Um, usually I throw a Tomes of Evil commercial in here and there. Uh, but today, me and you were on an episode of Tomes of Evil before. We talked about Baxter Stockman, but one just dropped where we talk about what? The Shredder. Oh, snap. Yeah. So Tomes of Evil is a podcast that is all about uh, – the bad guys in comic books. And so, uh, we previously mentioned Russ, uh, the host, uh, asked us to be on to again, talk about a Ninja Turtles villain. And how long did we talk about the shredder? It felt like two hours or three. It was, hours. yeah, it was like two or three hours. Like yeah. I, I, I had to take a potty break. It was, it was rough. Yeah. I had to take three. <laughs> I had a lot of juice. Jeff's old y'all. <laughs> no, I had a lot of juice. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was a that was a real fun record. So so check that out, uh, Jeff. That we've come to the end of our episode. All right. Um. So I guess tune in next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. Can can I do this in a Russian accent? Uh, I'm I'm Jeff. <laughs> I'm sh- and we shell shell I can't do shell. How do you say shellheads in in with a Russian accent? You sound like you're a Chilean. Shellheads. We must like thank you for listening to shellheads. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.